Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at Heaven on Earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Brainwash Yourself, the podcast where we design our consciousness to co-create heaven on earth. My name is Annika, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Callista. Hi, everyone. Welcome or welcome back. And I am so stoked today to welcome our special guest, Saki. She is a transformative energy healer. She's just so gifted. She's so amazing. We'll list... um, her website and stuff in the description you guys have to check it out because like the graphics just everything is like so so amazing and i first encountered saki and you were hosting these like weekly bi-weekly energy tune-ups kind of like guiding through clearing our auric fields and i can't wait to like get into and talk more about these topics but um they were just so, so healing and like inspiring and so magical. Um, and so I just continue to like really look up to you and feel like you're like a great part of my spiritual healing path. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's my pleasure, you guys. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Okay. So first of all, I want to talk about transformative energy work. Could you just share a little bit about your journey with that, how you came into it and kind of like what it means to you? Yeah, for sure. So I am originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was raised Salafi Muslim. My mom's ex-husband is actually the imam of the largest Salafi community um, in in America, I want to say and or at at least on the East Coast. And I've always been very uh, psychically gifted and in tune and just very creative. Um, I'm an artist by trade. And so my path with energy work has really woven into that artistry. I've been doing energy work intentionally since about I'll say 2016. And for me, that really looked like deepening my relationship with the elementals. I am a slut for the elements. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, so I had a few like really intense activations. I feel like, you know, a lot of talk online is about um, when did you awaken? For me, I had several big awakenings and then several activations after that. So several activations later, I started doing energy work with the elementals. They really raised me. And trees taught me how to breathe from my feet, um, which later I learned is like running etheric energies. And so the elements in nature really taught me how to do energy work, how to tap in and out of 
the energetic pollution of a space. And about 20, I want to say 2019, maybe 20, 2019, 2020, I studied with um, Kenneth Hover, where I was formally, I formally learned transformative energy work. Um, and a lot of those practices um, are really old. They kind of stem from neuro-linguistic programming. And then through his branch and his lineage, it became energetic. Um, neuro-linguistic programming founded by Art Geyser and some other really old school energy practitioners. But basically their approach is just how to organize what we do organically. So the way that I work with transformative energy work, I guess you could call it, is primarily led by my own spirit and my own connection with the earth, the elements, our solar system, the greater cosmos and all the clocks that govern our reality. Wow, so, so cool. So cool. And I know that thank you so much for saying that you'd be willing to guide us through like a guided experience later in the conversation. I can't wait for our listeners to experience this because even if, you know, you're more new to running energies, you'll feel like how, how real and tapped in you are. And it's so, so cool. Um, and I'm just fascinated by all the energy dynamics and the way that like our auras run and how we can use our imagination and use our intentionality and like visualization to clear these energies. Um, but I would love to ask you, first of all, like if someone is new to hearing about elementals, could you talk about what that is? Oh, I'll take the scenic route if that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> so I'm also an astrologer. Um, and when I come across people that don't believe in astrology, um, something that I tell them is that, okay, you cannot believe in winter, but it's still going to snow. You can <laughs> put a coat on or not put a coat on. And when it comes to the elementals, you know, the, this life that we live is um, in tandem with and in community with a whole ecosystem of unseen realms, right? Um, I mean, even if you look at like photosynthesis, right? Like the plants sucking up the sunlight, there are consciousnesses that are facilitating even that happening, right? And so every element has a consciousness. It has an entire ecosystem and an entire world. And in fact, it is our duty as earth stewards, as humans to bridge these worlds, to relate to these worlds. Now, obviously, in the past, like, I don't know, thousand years, probably more or so, um, we've kind of damaged that relationship to these elemental kingdoms. You know, like you think about fracking, you think about like oil digging, you think about all of these ways that we have damaged the earth, our connection to the elemental kingdom has also been damaged. There's a lot of mistrust between the two. Um, and so a lot of my work working with the elementals is to help repair that relationship, to help repair that connection. And it's as simple as like singing to the flowers in your garden. It's as simple as giving offerings and prayers to a fire before you cook from it. I always say never eat from a fire you haven't fed. The food tastes so much better. <laughs> it's as simple as singing to the wind. And like, you know, when you're when it's cold outside, instead of like locking your body up, trying to fight the cold, breathing deeply and letting that temperature regulate your body. So it can be as subtle or as intentional as you'd like it to be, really. 
I love that. I love that all the interconnectedness and like it's just so deep and I love how lighthearted and how easy like you make everything seem but it's great because when we lose that connection and like the sense of how interconnected everything is with forces that we don't even need to like see or touch then it can be kind of like isolating and just to know that we can go out and like build and repair these relationships with the earth and with the elementals, it's like all these friends and family that is just like right at our fingertips to be able to connect with. So I love that inspiration. Yeah, that's so, so beautiful. I And the elementals I know can be just like such a powerful part of, and I think just a part that we can't pass over of our healing journey, like as an entire planet, like, can you tell us a little bit of some of the ways that maybe both for you and the people you work with working with the elementals has like brought healing to like your life in terms of, you know, your physical, your emotional, your mental space. I love that question. So again, scenic route, you guys, I'm such an orator. <laughs> um, so I want to start with the air elementals. So again, I'm an astrologer for those listening and you guys here. I'm a Taurus sun, Aquarius moon, Capricorn rising. I studied film um, at Morgan State University in Baltimore. I lived in Baltimore for five years. And Baltimore is a pretty interesting um, city because it has benefited and um, has benefited greatly from redlining, um, both negatively and positively. And that too extends to like the elements and how the entire city is like orchestrated. So I went through like this six month training period, no lie. My guides were like, okay, you're online, you're listening, we're, we're, we're moving, we're grooving, but we need to kind of um, probe this activation. So they would have me go outside. They would have me go to like the little, um, the, the little like parks on the corner. They would have me do like Qigong with the trees. I would like activate, do like a little workout. And then they would have me walk around um, this neighborhood. And I lived in a really interesting place. I lived at, uh, what is this? I lived at Lafayette and Magnolia right off of Utah, right? And so um, you had on Utah Avenue, there is this like median strip of like a little mini man-made garden, right? There's like rings of roses, beautiful magnolia trees, just very, very vibrant. On one side of Utah, you had like the hood. I'm talking about project homes that are like encased by cinder blocks. You like, you can tell there's no like real estate investment. There's no like regular cleanups. It's not really a community in the sense that I, and in the, in the ways that I relate to the world. And then on the other side of Utah, you had Bolton Hill. Now, Bolton Hills is really beautiful, stushy, like spacious place, even in the like architecture. And like if you're on the Bolton Hills side, the way the, the, that uh, neighborhood is arranged, it inspires you to walk in a way where you're looking up, you're breathing deep, you're walking slower. There's a sense of safety. 
on the other side of Utah, it, you're like, ah, don't look at me, ah, <laughs> stop perceiving me, uh, uh, walking really fast. And so my guides would have me after activating with the trees, they would have me walk on the side of the hood and then they would have me walk all the way across the other side to Bolton Hill in like different geometrical shapes. And um, the first like two months was me just really noticing what I noticed and tapping into the mental plane there. And so I would notice that like, okay, the thoughts that I have on the Bolton Hill side is so different than the other side of Utah. And then eventually I was the one that was like pollinating new thoughts in these areas. Um, and for me, that was one of my first assignments with air elementals. I got to learn a lot about mental pollution. I got to learn a lot about my aura as well and like how open it was. <laughs> Where I'm like so susceptible to the energetic debris of a space, to the thoughts of a space. And then I got to um, alchemize my own thoughts and add new thoughts in the space for other people to walk into. So I know that that's like pretty elusive in a lot of ways, but that also connects into my worked as a ley line practitioner and it also bridged me into understanding more deeply grid work where um, I relate to grid work as how these inorganic structures um, let's just say in America whether it's like uh, urban planning cities redlining segregation how they really contain directed and confined um, the natural movement of human beings, our thoughts, how we relate to each other, and then subsequently the elementals. Because in the hood, you're, there's not many well, uh, trees that are well taken care of. There isn't many like garden bushes. There aren't many like bushes of flowers. And so the relationship with the elementals um, is limited and constrained. Whereas if you go to more well off or affluent neighborhoods, there's lots of greenery that's much more spacious, it's much more inviting. And so um, learning about grid work and how Masonic geomancy intentionally created cities in a way where it's not just you're segregated from white and black, you're also segregated from connecting with the land. Whereas with ley line work, I've learned that the organic way that the earth moves is through its organic meridians and channels and like us as earth stewards being in relationship with the land and tending to the land and, and subsequently to each other. Um, and then so when it comes to working with elementals, when it comes to how do you approach this, for me, just going to your local park breathing from your feet, spending time in nature, you know, talking to trees, honestly. Um, a lot of Chinese medicine and Qigong maps this out really, really well, where you can go up to a tree and enter the same breath cycle. You can breathe with a tree. Another um, story I'd love to share, the first time I visited Arizona, I was staying on 160 acres of land. It was so beautiful. And I got to know this really old oak tree. And I promise you guys, I did no drugs at this time. I was not smoking. <laughs> I wasn't even psychedelics at that time either. Um, and I meditated with this tree. Like I placed my spine along the trunk of this tree. I placed my feet along the protruding trunks of this tree. Um, and I would just breathe with it. And it took my consciousness all the way down into the roots. And I was like, oh, wow, you guys really be like connected and talking down here. And the tree's like, yeah, this is how we share information. And then it told me to breathe upward. And I breathed, I breathed, breathed <laughs> I breathed upward. 
And I felt my consciousness going all the way up to the face of the highest leaves. And I could feel like the sunlight on my face and then like on my face as a leaf. Um, and then this tree was telling me like, this is the original Wi-Fi of the planet. This is how we connected. Um, this is how messages were given across the planet and different ages of our planet. And to this day, it's also how um, our planet sends signals and communicates with the other planets in our solar system, which is why when we're building Wi-Fi towers and when we're building uh, cellular networks, we have to cut down trees because there's already a network that exists, right? And so um, to answer your question, Annika, it's, it is a living and breathing relationship that will be 1000% calibrated to who you are, to what your relationship is. For me, um, air elementals and earth elementals literally raised me um, the past, I'd say three years, I'd been, I've been deepening my connection with fire and with water, these really feminine, um, fluid aspects of nature that um, are here to build, destroy, and then do it again, <laughs> purify as well, and also heal. Um, and so I live out here in um, Southern Arizona and I love to go to one of my favorite earth altar spots and make fires. I love to dance with the fire. I love to ask them questions and I love to be quiet enough to hear their answers. And so just like any solid, sturdy friendship, it's not an overnight thing, but you'd be surprised by what elemental you have an innate connection with and through leaning into that connection, whether that is through gardening or cleaning your local neighborhood or giving little offerings of song and dance to the flowers and, and plant matter in your neighborhood, you'd be surprised how that can bridge you into knowing their homies that may be different elementals. So my biggest advice would be to approach these relationships how you would human ones. You know, don't just go to a space and ask for things, go to a space and offer things, go to a space and ask questions, go to a space and ask, oh, how do you, how do you guys like, how do you guys do photosynthesis? Like I, I was taught how to do it in school, but like, how do you guys do it? Like, what is the, what is the magic here? Um, and I think a lot of the wisdom that we have as children is lost through like years of schooling and programming. But I think that we're at a point in the planet where we are innately activating and remembering these connections. So definitely just listen to your heart. Don't be afraid to be curious. Always lead with curiosity, in my opinion. And then play. A lot of these creation realms are very playful. <laughs> you don't have to come like a fucking PhD student with your notepad. <laughs> I remember last time you said this, you know, like, let it be as fluid as your inner child. Wow. Oh my gosh. So much good stuff. Thank you so much for sharing. Love your shares. Love how grounding and grounded they always are. And your voice is so grounding. Love your sense of humor. Love also how expansive your shares are and how, um, there are so many things that I want to kind of like dive deeper in based on what you said, but I, I really liked what you were saying about how we're, we're kind of at this transformation point on the planet as a collective and we're kind of addressing and 
realizing like how much things have been affected by these kind of artificial separations and like limitations, whether it be different groups of people, racial groups, socioeconomic, these like divisions that are put in place to kind of benefit certain groups in like an inorganic way instead of this like flourishing mutual beneficial like abundant organic connected way that we can see exemplified like in in nature um and in those like networks of the trees like you were talking about that was so so cool and um i know too being being more sensitive or being like i'm an air sign and can be like up in up in my head so much and just how grounding that is to connect back into the earth and how you were talking about like breathing through the feet and like running these grounding energies which i feel like we can talk more about later and even like see an example of how that works which i think is so cool um just working with the aura and all those energetic layers and i loved how you were talking about like bring bring the magic of the inner child because as kids we, like we do believe in magic and that is i think kind of a result of these like artificial like separations and kind of like repressions of magic and wisdom that we're now kind of emerging from which is really exciting and i know that part of your work is i saw like on your website you mentioned a part of your mission is like creating spaces for magical realism which i love that and i love the idea of magic and imagination and i feel like i've been going through these experiences lately where as my awareness is expanding and i realize the power of the imagination it is bringing back so much magic and realization of like how real and how powerful and potent that is so i would love to hear like what it does magic realism mean to you and what do you think is like the power and the potency like how much do we have to gain and how can we how can we weave that in for ourselves even more love that um magical realism is the embodiment of being an artist literally when we look back in time at previous civilizations archaeologists study many things but the greatest indicator of how that civilization operated was the art the mythology the belief system of these people and you know depending on what academic sources you're looking at, they might try to downplay it, you know, but belief really does shape and carve our worldview. It shapes and carves our reality. And when we're reclaiming our worldview, when we're reclaiming our stories and our mythologies, we're reclaiming our organic way of connecting with the earth. And so when I think of magical realism, I think about myself as a filmmaker and as like a visual artist and as a person that just loves to make altars for the earth and nature. And I think about artists like Andy Goldsworthy, who literally, you guys, he literally makes big sculptures in nature that are meant to be digested by nature. 
They are so badass. I invite you all to go check out his work. There's a really dope documentary about him on Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, and I think about um, us revaluing the role of the artist inside of our global economy, because without art and expression and interpretation, we lose the color of life. Um, and it's through these explorations that we repair our relationship with the divine creation realms and with the elemental kingdoms, because a lot of, you know, you think about ancient Greece and their relationship with muses, right? And like their relationship with sculpting and painting and like collaborating with these more than human realms. Um, and so when I speak about magical realism, I, I'm wanting to re-earth that, to reroute that. Um, you know, one of the worst genres in film, I think, is experimental film <laughs> because it, to me, it, it, re, it projects this idea that to create outside of a box is not the standard. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we have to give it a box, but I feel like a lot of the way people relate to experimental film or experimental art or abstract art is one where we're saying this isn't reality. And um, I'm going to quote Harry Potter right now, but <laughs> like, it's like Deathly Hallows part two. And he's like, he like, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm a fucking horcrux. Ah. <laughs> is this happening in my head? Is this real? And Dumbledore is like, of course it's happening in your head. Why does that mean it isn't real? hundred <laughs> uh percent. -huh. You know? And um, obviously when we're talking about things, I'm going to be really careful when we're relating to things like mental health and um, phenomena like schizophrenia and borderline personality dis disorder, we are having people that are suffering from not being tuned to this reality. Um, and this may be a little radical, but for me, I feel like one of the remedies to this phenomena would be to acknowledge that there are more realities. And then we'll, then we'd be better equipped to help tune people to this reality, you know, and then help them have containers and organization and, and things of that nature. So, yeah. That's really beautiful. I love, I love the way you explain that. Uh, and it is an experience we can all experience for ourselves, even tuning into different levels of reality. If, you know, anyone who's listening has experienced that or, you know, might at some point as we shift our consciousness because the whole like the whole game of life or the whole experience of the phenomenal world uh in my opinion like does begin in our consciousness which is why or is all consciousness even that we're like walking in and experiencing and i loved i love so much so much of your entire oration of everything that you've said thus far but it made me think back to the beginning when you were talking about walking in the streets and you would experience an area that had a different like frequency and sort of vibration or thought patterns that were like out in the collective than another and instead of shying away from it at some point you decided to kind of like pollinate your own thoughts there and i just thought that was so powerful because we've really been meditating on the idea of okay if we're awakened and we have this vision for a new earth where more people can experience more joy creativity connection to the organic world like healing for the planet if we're at that point what are the things that we can do that are just you know we don't have to know all the answers but what can we do every day that is kind of contributing to this higher vision how can we be 
putting our own pollination out there that hopefully can reach another that can help with this collective shift that we're all going through in our own unique way. So I thought that was just really beautiful and empowering because there's so many ways that that way of being and that perspective can be applied like in any situation, in any room, anywhere you go. It's like, okay, how can I how can I elevate this space? How can I leave it better than I found it? Like what, how can like my creativity and my play, you know, make a shift here, just like leave a little delicious breadcrumb for somebody to find later on that you never know how it could affect people. So I love that so much. And it uh, makes me even more curious to ask you, I know that you are a ley lines practitioner and I'm sure a lot of what you've explained kind of ties into that. Um, but I'm super fascinated by the ley lines and the energetic points that go throughout the planet. And I know there's so much more than just the brief story about it that I've looked into. And when you, you know, you can Google a map and you can see the ley lines that go across the full planet. And I know those are only just like the major ones. And I'm sure they just like weave like this massive web. Uh, so I'd just love to hear from you what the ley lines are to you, what it means to be a ley lines practitioner. I think I read that you even talked about like activating yourself as a ley line point or something. So uh, if you could tell us more, that would be incredible. I love how these questions are just building you guys. Thank you so much for being so intentional. Um, to your point, even I want to I want to bridge what you're saying here, uh, what you've said to this question. Um, you know, cleaning up the litter in a space like community cleanups goes beyond just the physical space, right? So for me as a ley line practitioner, I have no idea what folks say about it online. <laughs> this is literally um, one of the core assignments that I incarnated with um, and that I have been activating in um, through my work as an astrologer, an artist, an energy worker, and a human being. Um, I am a ley line, even being Black, American, Afro-Indigenous, such an algamation or, yeah, such an algamation of um, an identity. You know, I'm such an, an intersectional embodiment of what it means to be a Black American today. And that is a ley line. That's an intersecting point. Right. That's a meridian in itself. I can speak to many different experiences and it can land in many different layers. <laughs> right. And so ley line practicing and ley line work to me is being concerned with the personal experience and connecting that into the global experience. I'm part of the global cleanup crew. <laughs> I'm part of, you see those videos of people going into like little creeks and like local like dams and cleaning up the trash. That's me. That's, mm -hmm. that's why I'm here. I'm here to help the planet shift back into a more organic space. And even in our organ our inorganic space, that's at a larger clock in an organic exploration. You know, like the shadow, the light, like we are all here to come back into zero point into one into one motion. And so for me, as a ley line practitioner and as an astrocartographer, from a day-to-day person-to-person level, I'm concerned with helping people bridge their purpose with the earth, 
and how that connects into the earth. So I'm really skilled at thinking at a global uh, solar system and galactic scale. And a question that I come to is what is the winds that moves our galaxy? Right, what creates that motion? And from a person to person level, in my opinion, it is these thoughts, it is these conversations, it is what we're doing right now is ley line work. What we're putting out in this podcast is helping people to uh, turn within and, and find the ley line practitioner in themselves, to find the artist in themselves. You know, uh, you know, our commitment to this may be different. This is like one of my core focuses, sure. But what you guys are doing and what you guys are creating is ley line work. It's providing new thoughts. It's providing new an inspiration and imagination. And at a as we zoom out, these are the winds that moves our galaxy. These are the winds that are moving us deeper into the age of Aquarius. These are the winds that are moving us into redefining what community is, what love is, what relationships are, what sisterhood and brotherhood is, what being an earth steward is. And so I think that um, over the next 10, 20 years, the definition of what a ley line practitioner, I hope, is can become more broad and expansive, but also have the same core heart intention. We're showing up for the earth. We're reclaiming our role as earth stewards. We're replanting, we're reseeding, we're remembering, we're creating things that are sustainable, um, that consider our grandchildren and our great grandchildren. You guys, one of my core intentions for being an artist is because I want to be a cool grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You are the coolest grandma. I want to be a badass grandma, you know? <laughs> so um, yeah, I hope that that I hope that it is intentionally broad. Um, I do think that my work as an astro as an astrologer and astrocartographer as an energy worker and, and an artist touch on these things, but it's really for me about my commitments and my agreements with the earth to help purify the earth and help her as she transitions to like her next bad bitch era. <laughs> nice. Gaia coming in hot. Um, I love that. You know, that was so beautiful. You're really speaking you're really speaking my language and the language of the podcast. Like we have been talking, well, we love to talk about just these intricate interconnected, like holographic reflections and how like our, our heart center is such a reflection of the earth and how, um, I just love how you are connecting like our, our beliefs and our energies as the, the winds that form the galaxies because it's like contextualizing from the biggest picture, which is also something we've been talking about so much recently, like getting galactivated and like expanding our consciousness past just whether it be like just this planet and out into to other star systems and then um how everything is just being generated in a way like through through our heart center through our, our mind's eye like through how we are able to embody like these unseen energies and um i would just love to know like more about your connections to the like the guides, the universal energies out past beyond 
beyond this earth and like how that all ties into how you like work with the earth energies and kind of the galactic energies and just what your experience has been like or I don't know if you've been like this ever since a child thinking like in such big picture contexts of like the galaxies and stuff like that but if not like how that came into your awareness and do you resonate with being like a star seed? Because we love also talking about star seed. And I love how you're so on a mission too, which is something else we've really been talking about is like, okay, you know, you can brainwash yourself to generate to generate whatever reality you may desire from like your human perspective. But then the more the more we tune in and the more we tap in and the more we remember, it's like, well, maybe we came here to to help generate something specific that has been kind of encoded in us since before we were embodied in this incarnation so i know that was just like a whole a whole ramble but anything that like brings up for you i would love to hear more yeah i i absolutely love that and um a little bit more about the ley lines um like my guides are like you need to say this um there are many different elemental cores of the earth, right? Um, and let's just stick with water. I personally believe that our planet is a water planet. And then I believe that every element sprung from these waters. And so in the core, in the heart core of the earth, her primordial waters, through the formation of um, land and other elements, there are these channels that kind of carve their way from her core out to the surface. Um, and these channels are also extensions of the meridians and the, um, the, chance, the energetic channels of the earth and a lot of these primordial aquatic energies. So even when talking about ley lines, in my PEMDAS, in my order of operations, water is the first element that created life. Um, and so a lot of my work as a ley line practitioner brings me back to the waterways. And then that also connects me to like the atmospheric air elementals who are holding these things together. Um, and like I said, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I was born and raised Salafi Muslim. So for those of you that don't know, Salafia is the sect of Islam that's closest to like orthodoxy. It's a very particular way of practicing Islam. It's like um, wearing gloves, the niqab or the burqa, like full hijab. And in this Abrahamic worldview, we are we're taught that God or Allah made three types of beings, the human from humans from clay, jinn from smokeless fire and angels. Now, a little bit of a tidbit about the jinn. It's not, jinn aren't inherently devils. That, that is, that energy is more, uh, that demonic energy is more a uh, shaitan or shayateen. So like in a shayateen could be of the men or of the jinn. It's a type of spirit really like, yeah, just like nefarious. But jinn could be Muslim, they could be Buddhist, they could be Christian. They're just this class of beings that are unseen that um, have a little bit more movement and juice than humans, um, but live in communities, et cetera, et cetera. And so as a kid, I was really fascinated with jinn, red flag if you're Muslim, but yeah, I was really fascinated. <laughs> um, 
I didn't really resonate with Islam at all. I think that it's a really beautiful um, culture. My name is Sakina, which in Arabic means peace and tranquility. I believe that my name is a divine decree. Um, I have a really beautiful relationship with Islam now. Um, but I, from a child, was always seeking to understand the unseen. And these three classifications didn't really do it for me. My stepdad at the time, he would have all these books of uh, people who just went around basically performing exorcisms on people and like would classify the gin. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that kind of, I feel like that's the seeds of my curiosity. I've also, since a child, been really tapped into my ancestors. I feel like I've been doing ancestral veneration since the moment I was born. I feel like I was, um, I feel like I am an ancestor that came here to get my bloodline together as another core mission. Um, beyond this incarnation, I come from a realm where I govern galaxies, which is why that scale is very easy for me. To answer your starseed question, I'm an OG, original Lyran starseed. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is. You know, did a bit in Sirius, did several lifetimes in Kemet, but, you know, here we are. I'm such a kitten. And so, <laughs> and so um, you know, the Lyran... Um, the Lyran race, we are really about growing life and growing community. Um, and I'm that through and through to the core. I've explored um, lifetimes in different star systems, specifically Alpha Centauri. I was never no Zeta Reticuli. Sorry, no, not a gray. And <laughs> no shade. Um, um, but no, I, I come from a space where I govern galaxies. So I feel like part of, so my soul mission, how I relate to soul mission is um, before incarnating, you get like these assignments, you know, you, you get like your bloodline assignment, you get your, um, you know, skin suit assignment, get your earth assignment, your ancestral assignment, your galactic assignment, and all of these things um, tend to activate at different points in your life, or maybe sometimes they, they mix. Um, and for me, I'm here to learn how to govern galaxies better, you know, and that is um, that requires me to learn how to be a better human when it comes to the zoomed out the larger perspective. I'm very good at it. That's where I hang. I'm very proud to say, you guys, that in the last three years, I have learned so much about being a human. And now I'm just going with the punches and, and not trying to overly zoom out and map my trajectory. You know, um, did I answer your question? I feel like there was more in there. You totally. Answered. That was so, so amazing. Like, I loved hearing about all that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I also was really just loving how you explained how earlier going into the earth, like all of these networks and stuff that are inside the planet are actually how it communicates outwards to other planets. Because sometimes I feel like there can be this like, oh, am I really deeply connecting to the earth or am I like really deeply connecting to the galaxies and it's all connected. And it's like the deeper you go, the farther, the farther out you can go. And that is just such a beautiful perspective to hold. Love Valyrian starseed vibes. And mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's, it's so incredible just to have, be able to like hold this perspective and consciousness that is 
so vast and then also like kind of like once it's once it's in place just being able to navigate moment through moment and like allowing life to teach you in that way and showing up and learning those really human lessons i know uh we're no stranger to that as well being a human is so so fascinating so interesting so fun so thanks for sharing about your mission and just like claiming it so profoundly i hope it really gives you know it definitely provided me with a lot of, I don't know, just your your empowered energy of being like, I know why I'm here. I know I'm open to receiving my mission, claiming my mission and like living that out and like learning more if there is to come. I found that to be really beautiful to like absorb that pattern from you. So thank you. And I know we wanted to do a little, I don't know if you have any more questions before we go into a short experience. No, I was thinking the same thing. I'm really, really excited. And I have to say you do human really, really well, like sitting in your energy tune-ups, you're amazing at holding community. You can hold space and run energies and just create a safe, open space for people to share what, what they're really going through. And like that kind of human stuff that can be I feel like now we're collectively going through like a purging and awareness of being able to accept and you know i think it is really healing to share in community different energies within that in the past may have wanted to hide or been a source of shame or something that people didn't feel seen or heard or understood to express and i feel like you just yeah are a huge permission slip for people to just yeah be their human selves and their bodies their emotions so Thank you for all all your service for all these various missions that you came to earth to execute. Um, but yes, all that said, I am stoked for everyone to experience, experience the magic if you're up for guiding us through some, running some energies. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Thank you guys for having me. I feel like we could talk forever. Yeah. Um, so shout out to y'all for sticking to the outline. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to introduce ourselves to the elementals, run some earth energies, and then kind of just zoom out to a galactic scale, and then we'll we'll see what comes up. Um, so yeah, let's just go ahead and get started. We'll <clears throat> mute to stop any background noise. Mm -hmm. And you guys listening to this, you don't need to have any prior experience. Let this be experimental, experiential. Um, and let it be play, okay? All right, let's go. I'm just starting by deepening the breath. I'm just turning the gaze inward. I'm just taking a look at each organ in the body. Tuning in to each organ. And tuning in to each energy center. And tuning into 
the meridians, channels, blood vessels. And tuning into the nervous system and the body. And gently, softly, with a non-judgmental eye. And just noticing how you feel in this moment. Are you electric and inspired? Are you nervous? Do you feel at home or feel seen? And just bringing a really large cloud high above the head. And letting this cloud lightning, thunder, rain, and wash through the aura. Just releasing any foreign, stuck, or blocked energies out of the field, out of the body. And letting it wash down back to the earth. And just noticing how easy it is to let go, to ungrip, to unclench. And let's imagine that we can tune into the primordial waters of the earth, the heart womb of the earth. And so traveling down deep into all the layers of the earth until we find ourselves in this really milky, black, cosmic waters. And just taking a moment to introduce ourselves to this place. Introduce our names, what ancestral lands we come from in this lifetime, our purpose as we know it, our life as we know it, even being vulnerable about some of the challenges and difficulties 
that we're navigating at this moment. And letting these primordial waters hold us. Embrace us. And feeling our entire lived experiences being unconditionally validated, held, soothed, welcomed. What does this element feel like in your body, in your heart, to the different layers of your aura? And invite these primordial waters to gift you with a sacred healing special for what you're needing in this moment in time. And when you're ready, invite this heart womb to carry you through the different channels and meridians of the earth, back up through all the layers of the earth, and let her show you a ley line that you can connect with now, in this moment in your life, in this era of your life. And as you float through these meridians, as you float through this water as this water, come back up to your feet. Imagine that you can open the channels in your feet. Re-enter your body as this water consciousness, traveling up through your calves, your knees, your hips, up through your spinal column, and really rehydrate your body. Rehydrate your aura remineralize your field. And let these primordial waters spout out of your crown and fountain through your aura, rehydrating every layer of your aura. refreshing every layer of who you are, physically, non-physically. Okay. We'll invite our guides, our angels, to just assist us with this. We'll give them permission to help comb through the aura <laughs> with these primordial waters. And let's imagine that we can recall our energy 
across all space, time, and dimensions, institutions, relationships, worldviews, <laughs> into a big constellation of stars high above the crown. Notice how many stars come and gather. Notice their color, their weight, their temperature, their scent, their taste, their tone. Notice your color, your weight, your temperature, your tone, your scent, your sound. When you're ready, bring those stars in this constellation down into the body. Really refilling and refilling all the spaces we cleared energy from. Remineralizing each energy center, each organ, each layer of the aura. And what do you feel like? And swim here for a moment. <laughs> and from this place, let's imagine that we can invite the perfect amount of galactic energy to flow down from a place beyond our universe a place that's perfect for our individual soul missions, our individual paths, our purpose, at a human and at an oversoul level. Notice the color of the energy that's coming for you. And if you need help with this, a really beautiful golden color is always a good go-to. <laughs> And bring this galactic energy down into the body from the crown. Let it soak each organ. Let it soothe each shadow. Let it transform your blind spots. And let it find the perfect mixture and calibration with your starlight essence with your connection to the primordial waters of the earth. And breathe here as a perfect pillar of heaven and earth, as a perfect embodiment of your own authentic spiritual energy. Breathing through the roots from your feet all the way up to the face of the leaves extending from your crown. Tune into the different layers of your aura. To the first layer that connects to your root chakra, and the second layer that connects to your second center, 
the third layer that connects to the solar plexus, the fourth layer that connects to the heart, the fifth layer that connects to the throat, and the sixth layer that connects to the third eye, and the seventh layer that connects to the crown. Tune into your organic connection with life, reality, and the higher clocks that govern our reality. As activated Earth Stewards, we have permission to align with the winds that move our galaxy, the seasons that govern our planet, and the rhythms of our human day-to-day -day daily lives. And so from this activated place, this place of being deeply connected to our Earth, deeply connected to the higher clocks that govern our universe. Let's say hello to the planets in our solar system. And starting with our star soul. Starting with <laughs> the star <laughs> that we orbit around. And feel what it's like to tune into the sun. To exchange with the sun. To exchange with the solar devas. Feel their warmth, their brightness, their motion. And tune into the planet Mercury. And today is actually the first day of Mercury's shadow period <laughs> before going retrograde. And so this planet of logos, of thought, this planet of motion and speed, what does that wind feel like to you? What does their body feel like to you? Find that wind in yourself. And tuning into Venus, this beautiful planet of adornment, beauty codes, love, affection, and so much more. What does their winds feel like to you? How does their winds impact you? And tuning into Mars, this beautiful planet of passion, desire, action, initiation, and tuning into their winds. What do Martian winds feel like to you? And tuning into Jupiter, this vast planet of opportunity, wisdom, experience, and abundance. 
Yeah, what do their wins feel like to you? How does their wins impact your inner child? And tuning into the planet of Saturn, in this planet of Dharma, karma, purpose, time, action, discipline and integrity. What do these subtle winds feel like to you? How do they land in your body? How do they impact your field? And tuning into Uranus, this beautiful, effervescent <laughs> force of individuality, the origin of the element of lightning and thunder. How do their winds impact your body? How do they inspire and ignite your soul? And tuning into Pluto. This beautiful planet of purification, transformation, life, death, and continuous rebirth. How do these winds impact your soul? What is your relationship with change? And tuning into Neptune, this beautiful planet of ancestral kingdoms as a land of endless possibilities. The first type of water and the last type of water. <laughs> How does their winds impact you? Do they come with a moisture? Does it come with a temperature? Now that we've said hello to all of the planets and elements in our solar system, let's kind of imagine that we can zoom out and view this clock, view this dance. And we can invite these elements to journey with us, we can invite these planets to journey with us upon our request. You know, making our way back to our planet, to our country, to our city, to our ley line, to our bodies, to this moment in time. And go ahead and refresh that grounding cord that we brought up of those primordial waters, breathing them up through the feet refreshing that universal flow, refilling with authentic energies, finding the edges of your aura, where you begin and where you end. And thanking our souls for incarnating, 
thanking our guides, our angels for holding us down. Thanking Annika and Kalista for this space. And if any of my energies got into your space, I would call them back to my guides to be cleaned up. And if any of your energies got into my space, I'll send them back to your guides to be cleaned up. When you're ready, wiggling your toes, stretching in your body, just rise back up to this space. Thank you guys. How was that? <laughs> Thank you so much. So, so beautiful. Like what a holistic, incredible experience from beginning to end. I know. I feel so good. I feel definitely refreshed. I love even from the beginning when we're like releasing energies that's not ours. I felt this like huge crackle in my neck and I was like, adios. <laughs> um, but I loved the part with all the planets and I felt like I was like forgetting. Like when you said Neptune, I was like, oh yeah, Neptune is the planet. <laughs> but um. It was so cool how all the different winds of all the planets like had for me such a distinct, such a distinct vibe. And like I had a different way of relating to them. Like I knew some just felt like um, so familiar and like a ways that I operate all the time. And then some felt like I had more of kind of a... Um, like a relationship where I was like, you know, I think I could like get more comfortable with these, with these wins. And it was just really, really beautiful. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I'll never forget like those black primordial waters. There was something just like, so like rich about it. Like it contained like everything within the universe. That's like yeah. truly how you felt. I felt you jamming with that. <laughs> <laughs> Jammed with it all, but that part, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to like fill myself with these waters always. I'm going to revisit that place often. So thank yeah. you so much for that beautiful offering. Like I'm going to listen back to this many a times whenever I need a tune-up. And um, mm -hmm. I know people uh, probably will want to know how mm -hmm. to find you what you offer how they can potentially work for work with you or just tune into what you offer depending on um how you're sharing your gifts right now with your community if you want to share i have so many things you guys yes yeah, so um you can find me in my galaxy at celestialdrip.com on the web three artificial scapes you can find me at um <laughs> Aki Savavi. That's both Twitter and Instagram. My TikTok is Celestial Saki, Celestial with an S. Um, and yeah, please tap into the TikTok though, because I am blending astro cartography with camping and like nature exploration. So I'm really trying to grow that audience and um, yeah, you can join my membership containers where we do a lot of energy work, a lot of astrology, about three times a month. 
Um, they're tiered containers that are modeled after volcanoes because I love volcanoes. Um, so there's the creator tier that is free and then each tier is about 10, 15 bucks. And then I also pr uh, provide one-on-one -on -one services where I do personal tune-ups. I can blend tune-ups with astrology and I also do astro cartography, which is location astrology. So if, you wanting, if you're wanting to blend like the astrology stuff with the ley line stuff and activating different seasons in your life, I'm your girl, I got you. Um, and I will be sending you guys um, a special coupon to share with your audiences. Um, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. You've been so generous with like your time, your wisdom, your energy. Those offerings are epic. Astrocartography with like camping and exploring the planet. It's 1111 right here, right now. While I'm saying <laughs> this, I'm just noticing that is beyond and so so cool so we'll definitely be tuning into your tiktok um and we'll put all the details for this offering in the show notes and everybody go check saki out tune into her galaxy tune into her world yes we'll link it all and i definitely definitely recommend even if anyone is randomly listening who's like into web design or like likes cool websites go check out her website because it is totally immaculate and i'm like obsessed and i will also recommend I did um, a session with you. It's called like the works. I don't know if it's still called that, but it was, yes, it is. And it was um, like a chart reading and then energy work. And it was potent. I remember I was like crying off the bat <laughs> and you were like, it's okay. <laughs> but um, I definitely highly recommend. And, um, you know, like you were saying, I feel like I could have just kept on talking to you and it was so potent and like rich everything that you shared and I feel like I could dive more into so many different facets and I think that we would definitely love in the future to come back around and invite you back for another conversation. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much. This was so, so fun. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. And we'll talk to you all again Bye. next week. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Brainwash Yourself. If you want to support the pod in any way, we so appreciate it. If you take the time to leave us a review, or if you share one of your favorite episodes with a friend or a family member who you think would really vibe with it. And if you share it to your Instagram story as well, you can tag us at Brainwash Yourself Podcast or old fashioned email us if you want to chat, if you have a topic idea, if you have any questions, Brainwash Yourself Podcast at gmail.com. We love you and we'll catch you on the next one.